0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Yeah, I'm your host Jason Glick. Hi, Jason. What's going on tonight? Well, John, it's so like we're back to talk about you know the second volume of the series that we started talking off on this podcast um, last year. Something that um, we like very much called um, the, the Night Eaters from the Creators of Monstrous, um, writers writer Marjorie Lou and artist Sana, Sana Takeda. and um, this was like a really good start to like a new to a new series from them, like which is impressive because like, you know, they're already doing great work. It's like on monstrous. And then, you know, they said it's like start doing this new original graphic novel, um, like trilogy, which, you know, Hey, it's like, I, I'm all for like, you know, reading new stuff like from them. And, you know, this new, this, this first song turned out to be really good. And, you know, I think you thought so too, right, Christine.
1: Yes, I'm back. I like, yeah, we're talking about again. <laughs>
0: yeah because i mean like this this first volume did like a good good job introducing to work to the world like this new like fa- fantasy world basically like you know more definitely more grounded than mantra since it's like t- essentially take takes place in our like in our world just like the world of like you know like a uh like our our covid era world and like the world where that you've got these um this family of the tings it's like you know like mother mother epo like father brother kion and like the, the kids um built it's like Billy and Millie who are running their own, you know, like um rice ball shop. And, you know, they're just living their lives until they, until the kids find out that, oh, we're actually like the sons of, it's like of demons or actually that's not, that's kind of like um, demonic racist. That's like, they're, they're just like, you know, uh, know what's the word to describe them, Christine?
1: Supernatural?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like they're It's like, they're just like, they're, they're like the, the spawn of like some very, very powerful, powerful like some supernatural en- entities like who were born in- born into our world. And um it's like and Keon and and Ipo just basically, you know, tried to like raise them as normal, like human people, it's like, you know, for most of their lives until they realize that, okay, that's probably not not gonna work. So now we're actually like you gonna like, have to like chill them, you know, that, you know what 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 they actually are. And basically that involved that like um Billy and Millie having to um quasi exercise a uh, possessed house. Like across the street from them, and it, uh, it it happened. It didn't go well exactly, but you know, it they they eventually got through it, and the first first song ended with like you know with the two of them just you know, waking to their new new demonic heri- heritage and just you know deciding you know hey you know how are we gonna like manage things from here, and yeah you know, like and th- that was a good spl- place to end things, even though you kind of expect that hey you know it's like they're going to like you know like uh, mom and dad are just like, you know, kind of, kind of going like, you know, tell, tell their kids like, Hey, here's, here's what you got to do now. Right. Wrong. So, cause volume two basically like begins with, like you know, like with, with the kids basically at odds with mom and dad, because, you know, they haven't actually um gone into any like detail, like about, you know, their, like their heritage and especially, you know, just what their powers are. Like, Mom and dad just said, okay, yeah, you're like here here's your you're your supernatural beings now. Have fun.
1: Yeah, you know, and the first volume really kind of set the foundations, right? You know, backstory of both of them, you know, flip flopping, who are they, who are there, setting their identities a little bit, and then kind of once that supernatural aspects um come to play, it just then really bumps up the horror aspect, which volume two really picks up off of right off the bat
0: yeah because basically like you know volume two starts off with a uh it's like doesn't start off with like with um billy really or like the ting family at all it starts off with this other it's like with this other girl who's basically you know just like basically been recruited by this like you know mysterious organization like like in order to like you know help her help out her um family her family and all it's like and she's and like you know she and like these other people are basically like you know great really grateful to what they're taught talk- what they've been um like recruited for, and then they're murdered. Which because <laughs> that's how these things go. And then, um, we're, then we jump back over to Billy and Millie. It's like because like they're don't, still trying to like you know manage their, uh it's like you know their their rice ball thing, which is still just actually going going really well. Like Spam I Am is still still going strong, but at the same time though, like there's still some resentment here because because mom, mom and dad are just kind of I guess like they were kind of expecting like you know like their kids like you know go in a certain direction as far as like you know now that we've uh told you who you are you're just gonna like you know go and like you know just like you know do like you know supernatural stuff that we did right wrong well it's like because because like you know the kids like you know they've got their you know like store to manage and they're and they're just like gonna like keep keep doing that because that's that's what they've that's what they're invested in really it's that's really like you know the way where things are going to go but then you know things kind of kind of go crazy um when it's like when this one when like they uh, go back to their their apartment it's like after like sorry not their apartment they're a like, hotel room like for this because like they're in like like they're attending this like uh like 30 for 30 um like res- tour like uh, like um like war- wards thing and then when they go back to like to their apartment for like Right for break they find like the creepy doll from the first volume there and it's Miss, mrs lee because apparently she needs still needs help from them but also the uh it's like one of the uh like that um the girl who was murdered in the like an opening prologue well she's here too because apparently she's been and stared by all this like all, all this um, vengeful karma as well and so now billy and millie find themselves you know drawn into this um like like uh thrown the like unvenge vengeful web in terms of like you know how do we like you know achieve like you know vengeance for this um like evil it's like evil um it's like like not, not evil spirit like um miss, miss lee is just well she's just she's not evil she's just she's just got a lot of anger because you know like she was she died badly like I mean her dead her um her husband like you know burned her alive you know in order to sacrifice himself sacrifice her for like his right for cold power and all that's that's a bad thing so like but um but i'm um, billy millier just like you know invested in like okay we want to like you know do right because like, you know she was miss lee was done dirty this other girl was done dirty as well we want to help them out and when they bring this to their to their parents well, uh mom epo just burns on uh, miss lee alive or well, dead really So it's like, that's, that's bad. And that's kind of sets up the big schism for this, this one, because it's basically the kids are doing their thing and the parents are doing their thing because there's bad shit coming and it's just, you know, like, and now everyone, but the thing is like, no one's working together on this. They're just like doing their own way.
1: Yeah. And I want to take it, you know, even before you know volume two starts is that there's I, I i asked you jason like there's this uh there's chinese proverb in the beginning there's no yes. translation it's just the chinese characters and i looked this up and so it's actually um you know it's a, it's a well-known proverb that sort of roughly translate to every family has their own troubles skeletons in the closet, you know, sometimes
0: and- literally here.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, it does not explicitly, the thing does not explicitly say that, but it's more like every family got some fucked up shit. Right. And so it's not just the kids. And the, everyone actually kind of has stuff going on. And that's kind of a little bit of this underpinning. Right. When, when, even when our introductory story with the girl, Right, they have issues. Right, that drags her into this cult. Right, that other people are dragged into, and everyone's kind of got their own shit going on. And at now, we're at the point of the 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 midpoint of the trilogy of everything escalating of all these family troubles trying to set ablaze. Right, and even these things that we're trying to figure out, like um, um, you know, what what was the word they used for for uh, the the tribes of the quote unquote supernaturals. Like there's there's a lot of things, there's a lot of uh, people um working against each other for each other about this this climactic thing that is to be revealed in, in volume three, right?
0: Oh yeah, because like you know shit shit gets I mean things escalate quickly at the end of this volume. That that's for sure. It's like that's that's probably the only real issue I have have with this with this like this volume as well. It's like it's it's I mean on one it's very much a middle story of the of the uh, of a trilogy because like you're just kind of like okay you're continuing on from what what was told before but you're also just like setting up stuff what's gonna like come the climax and um oh my god it's like you know things just just like go crazy at the very at the very end here to the point where it's just kind of like you know volume three is gonna be is is gonna like you know like start off with like in a much much different place than what we got with um volume two but I'm I'm not worried because like you know these these creators like have like they've got um a handle on you know how to deal with supernatural nat- here and they they do a good good job in like in terms of just just keeping you invested about what's going on here because because I mean like the main it just feels like you know the main like thread here is just like you know what Billy and Millie are dealing with because like just basically like you know like kids who thought they were just like you know normal like you know like um Asian American kids it's like. And then just finding out that oh my god it's like you know we got like you know supernatural demonic powers here, and also like different breeds as well because you know while Billy can like you know talk with ghosts that um, Billy can't see, Billy can also just talk with like other like demonic entities that she can't see as well, like you know Mister Stick Figure Satan. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> you know, and that's kind of a, the 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 balance of the horror and comedy, right? Like the the opening scene, oh, I that sent chills, right? I was. I was thinking, like, oh, how's this girl related to Sora? Are they part of the family? Who is this? And boom, you know, like you get really into this this macrob, like, oh my god, what's happening? Setting up the, the 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 culmination events that's you know to happen next volume. But you know, then you have Mr. Stick figure saying you have these points like. Why the fuck didn't our family tell us our history and you know and the dog the 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 kidnapped French Frenchies right yes there's a there's a big balance about like things there there are high stakes here and there are horror elements and there's murder and there's blood and gore but there's also the the funny. The, the, the funny bits to, to mix that up. And and the thing that comes to mind when you talk about, you know, it's Millie and Billy, story it's it's kind of a horror coming of age story. Right. There are these kids that are like, oh, here are our, our traditional stuffy Asian parents. We're just trying to get by in our lives. But nope like here's we're going to put we're going to make you grow in the most extreme way possible for our entertainment.
0: Yeah, it's like, and speaking of someone who's like a devoted fan of uh, of um like um, Lou and Takeda's um series, monstrous, I was just really surprised at how funny the series can be. I mean, like, like there's, I mean, um, Billy's um like 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 comments about just saying, "I'm fluid and white, man." It's like this this that stuff is like is just like it's like comedy gold, like you know, throughout most of the volume. I mean, just I mean, also like when they when they get accosted by that one woman who just like who had who like has the dogs that they adopt and it's just like, Oh, I'm going to It's like, don't, don't, don't assault me. It's like, and she's just like, tries to like pull a gun on them. And it just like <laughs> flies out of her hand into their car.
1: Like... You know, like... and you, you talk about the expression of the comedy and horror and the beautiful art and something that is, uh, until you actually, you know, kind of dig into more of, bo- um, both, uh, uh, Marjorie and Sana are that there is a language barrier there and the ability for you know them to communicate the story and have it being so expressively drawn is also something you know to to praise a bit here too.
0: Oh yeah it's like I mean it's like going going back to monstrous it's like i, I mean like the, uh, the the detail in that series is just like astonishing and um even though it's like you know the night eaters like feels a bit more looser in like it's it's art it's like it's still it's like it's still like really impressive. It's like, just how like you know she can just draw
1: anything. It's yeah, like- and it's very expressive. And you got to think about the script. How, you know, she's writing her script, and you know, it most likely has to be translated into some you know Japanese. You know, oh, wow. and enough English. You know, and you just to the the community. As that's what I said. The communication aspect, and you know, as for some background, I you know I saw some videos of them at, at Comic Con. It can it might have not been a comic-con, but a comic show talking about their partnership. And you know, it's all you know, um what do you call it? Uh, across the Pacific, like transcontinental. Yeah. Like they're just they're they they're collaborating online with a language bearer, but the, the fact that they are both able to collab without physically being there and having the expression of you know if you think about it like both of them have had very different ex- life experiences and for them to to have the the writing be expressed in that way with all these kind of jokes and um with son translating that so it again yeah it's like i mean yeah. you really, you really <laughs> yeah. feel like mr
0: six figure on um, yeah. satan's exasperation yeah. at being it's called small. that and that's that's no small thing yeah but and you I, I,
1: also, but you also see a little bit of you know that Japanesey like little anime expressions and 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 oh injury. yeah <laughs> influence as well, and that that is also a little bit of a delight.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. So I mean, it's a lot of fun just like seeing like you know you know how how Millie and Billy react to, like you know the crazy ass situations they they find themselves in, such as like you know with with Millie having to deal with like you know the machete attack or Billy just having to deal with like you know being like ch- trying to be chainsawed. By that, by that one, one chick.
1: Yeah, like, and then hey. when he's like, "I'm Wolverine," <laughs> <laughs> and then
0: he pukes in the next panel. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, and and also it's like you know when like with uh the, with the um the parents as well because like I mean you know, on one hand it's like yeah you know, I I it's it's a testament like the solid character work they do here that I don't hate um Ipo as much as I should because I don't know it's like I I just get the I mean like this is just me but I just kind of like, feel that you know like it's it just feels like really really kind of irresponsible for her like what she's doing what she's doing here in terms of just like awakening the kids and just not saying anything about it i mean i realize that okay you know it's like she's acting from her own like impulses here and her own sense of history but it's just kind of like okay yeah it's like you should have like actually told them something i mean b um like Keelan's bro- brother. But he tells him like when he just asks, you know, Billy, he's like, hey, just you'll know, lift lift this uh, like uh, couch with me on it and use your demonic strength to do that. And Billy's like, okay, it's like, Hurr! and he doesn't do that. He's like, bro, you told him jack shit, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's it's a it's great how they how they manage that comedy sense as well, and also that that great bit when um like when it's like when. Uh, it's like when Keon basically like like tells like asks her about you know like we should have told him more and then she like she, she, she hisses at him in this demonic way to th- let us know that you know she's definitely not not human at all human at all but then he makes that heart heart symbol with his <laughs> yes, hands
1: yes and he's like
0: yo you you can't resist me.
1: <laughs> you know like- and the, the funny the funny little aspect of it too it, there's a little bit of callback of that you know asian-american experience of me, it would not be totally unbelievable for some of us like yeah our parents probably aren't demons right because of the stoicness you know and um you know there's also thinking of like maybe hopefully more of that's revealed their intentions like why you know did they not uh reveal this you know the, the hopefully there's a payoff in that are they protecting them from something or is there something you know there there must be a reason right because it's not just just mom it's both of them that have been like oh you know they'll they'll discover it you know but also it's also um a bit hinted about like they did not expect for things to escalate this quickly as well and maybe there is a bit of protection but maybe even apprehension about what would happen if you know, they <laughs> just discovering themselves. Right.
0: Yeah, it's like I I guess like like the most generous reading of this is that they is that they figured that you know letting them know about their their nature was kind of like the bare minimum they they had to do here. But you know it's like unfortunate but as this as the events of this volume show, it's like you know that turned out to be like you know like the wrong like tact here. Like they needed to like actually do a whole lot more. Because you know, by the end, because not doing that basically led led us to the events at the end of the volume, which is kind of like, well, if it's not <laughs> yeah. quite like the apocalypse, and it's really damn close.
1: Yeah, but the, I, I, I don't, me personally, I get a little bit of that. Maybe they're also postponing this, right? Like, mm-hmm. let them. No, I'm. We're not going to tell them anything, so they can live their happy human lives for as long as possible, right? Because as you can see, the minute they explore their powers consequences abound right
0: yeah it's like you know like people start vomiting up their their innards it's like and like people start getting set on fire you know that that kind of fun but stuff. they
1: they searched for this they deliberately went out for it mm-hmm. right so yeah
0: because like, i mean billy Millie are basically good people it's like because like they want like to help help people that like, to reach out to them and unfortunately like you know that that leads them to a cult that has like designs on like, you know, how to, uh, how to quote unquote, save the world. <laughs> and, and it may, may be, may be, run by like Bruce Lee. I think I, I wasn't sure how to, how to, how to interpret that. Cause that, cause like after like, like that impression I got from like that character in the first volume, I'm getting, I guess in the feeling that like, maybe is this meant to be Bruce Lee? I'm
1: not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But, um, you know, there is a little bit of that Nancy drew vibe too. like, we're going to solve this case. <laughs> right. Yeah. Only
0: it's like, I, I missed the, I didn't read the Nancy drew on um, volume where like someone melted when Nancy drew was like <laughs> <Right>. questioning them.
1: <laughs> Their guts are spilling out. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's like, Oh, overall it's, like, I mean, I, like i guess like the, the the biggest issue i had with this is that it's basically just like you know reads like a middle volume where things escalate quickly at the end it's like i mean we're like like we're just basically like you just have to make like, me familiar with like you know what what went on with like the first volume and then like at the end it's like you're just gonna kind of, like, everything's like completely in a different spot which on one hand it's like you know it's kind of crazy but overall it's like i really did you know enjoy a lot of what was like what was done here basically like when, from from the char- characterization like you know like from from billy and millie like all the all the one-liners all the like um back, little bits of back backstory history you got from them i i thoroughly enjoy enjoyed that and like i said i like i said it's a testament to like you know what um Liu and takeda were doing here that i didn't hate um what what um it's like what um ipo and Kion kyun were um doing it's like over uh, over the course of this volume like I, I get the i get the vibe here that this was meant this volume was meant to be like the separation like storyline where like you know they're doing like each like these the kids and the parents are doing their own thing like to um like to bad ends but volume three is gonna be like where they they come together it's like and it's gonna be like the mega happy ending where they save the world or they just transform it irrevocably like into something else that's better for everyone i
1: hope <laughs> we'll see we'll see if everything is just uh wrapped up in a neat package at the very end or you know just does the universe explode we'll see
0: okay so i mean like like do so you do so you do all like like the new the new characters and just you know whatever all this other stuff they introduced here
1: i do but it's a lot it's it's a yeah. little bit it's a little bit i it can be a little hard to follow because they're just wham, wham 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 everything's setting up right um, for in, in both cases, while, you know, Nancy Drew and her brother are, are trying to solve get to the bottom of it, you know, the pair there are also all the other things that the the parents are doing. Um, you know, like the lizard, you know, and hanging out with the brother and figuring out your things and, you know, talking about the consequences of all this stuff coming down, right? Mm-hmm. The scales. That was that was the word that was what I was talking about. Also, who are the scales? What do they do? What we're gonna see the 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 how how are the relationships going to unfold in the in the final book?
0: Yeah, I, I guess you know, like when they talk about the scales, of, like they implied like you know that's kind of like just like the enforcer bits for um like like for these like you know super supernatural like all the supernatural like beings that are still in like in the world. And also it was, but I I liked seeing like you know like um like B just talked to Chuck about you know it's like hey it's like you know dude. Like, like about just you know being being cool and all, you know. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's like I said, it, they they do a good job of managing the uh, like the really fantastical, like I just you know, like the mon- mundane human interactions that we're all familiar with, like, yeah. Like Chuck and Mister Six Figure Satan.
1: <laughs> did you notice? Um, did you take a look at uh, the thing at that? Um, you know, they, they they go to that the the part the Foundation's house. You know, and they they go into that the hall. Right? Did you notice all those things in in the hall?
0: Oh, it's like you mean the uh, like they had the hopping vampire. They had yeah, the green, so all the suit. yeah,
1: yeah, all the the callback to like Chinese superstitious things as well. So like was...
0: Ming Ming the Merciless. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the green like like the green, green Hornet. Yeah, it's like that that that's a that's a great lot of great Easter eggs right there. And also like also one other thing just. I mean, it's just like a lot of little things that they, they do here. I mean, like, just like a lot of, like, I mean, even though, like, this is like a big, serious supernatural story, there's all this, like, you know, real, like, you know, like, you know, like fun, like, little supernatural, like, like, irreverent Easter eggs that they throw in there. Like, when, um, what Billy does is, like, you know, like his, um, Conan, Conan quote off with, uh, with <laughs> with Ming. Yeah. And he's like, dude, it's like you and when um and then when Millie goes like goes goes berserk during it, he's like, it's like dude, you know, like you my corner and like quote off with him is going like we're gonna learn everything from him.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. so again, that's like kind of the balance of you know the horror, supernatural, and just you know, they're kids, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean it's like in sort terms of like you know, balancing horror and comedy, Sam Raimi would definitely be proud of what they're doing here. That, that, that's just my perspective right here. And also, it was like any any series that can like, hinge one of its big climactic moments on on them on its on its protagonists uttering the phrase kings activate."
1: <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, that's this is the it's time definitely is powerful. Yeah, it's definitely a cut above. Really, <laughs> so yeah, it's like I mean, when you get when you get to the end end and it says um volume 3 which is going to be the concluding volume um it's coming in fall 2024 <laughs> i i can't wait really
1: yeah and um you know you look in the back you look at the back cover and it is i it's it's funny because i feel like it's also my this this book is really for Maybe my exact demographic, right? Not not just by you know, Asian Asian woman, you know, making comics, but also best graphic novel by the Washington Post, named a book we loved by NPR. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean I see all this, but I but I'd also add just a, hey anyone who loves like you know great comics you know go ahead and read this. And I on one hand like well like some people may feel that. Look at that! Like, oh, Monster has eight volumes out. It's like, do I need to read all eight volumes? Like, yeah, you really do. But at the same time, if you don't want to read, you know, like an eight, eight volumes of a graphic novel that like you really should, then yeah, definitely read these two because it's like it's like I said, it's very very accessible and very entertaining. And also, it's like when I got my uh, my my older niece um volume two, she like she was actually like you know really she she actually expressed like you know genuine gratitude for it, which. Which I, would, which was surprising to me. So that's cool.
1: Yeah, you know, and I and and I joke about like this comic being made for people like me, but you know, you enjoy it, Jason. My some of my other friends, I've recommended to. You know, shout out to my friend Jonathan, who is you know white boy from the South, who enjoys <laughs> this as well. You know, also really into comics. You know, so I, I there there is certainly a, a broad appeal, which is also the awesome part, right? and so having more kind of representation in the comics but it's not just repetition, it's like seriously really good art and and good writing too so you know yeah this, lots of this isn't more of it
0: yeah this isn't just kind of like a moral lesson you know about just you know like like representation in like in comics like, it's just really funny it's really entertaining and by god it's like i i recommend this to anyone it's like you know who's looking for looking for good good work i mean like Lou and Takeda they they're doing like excellent work together you know both in monsters with monstrous and also with this the series as well i hope they keep doing you know like this ca- this this quality of work like together just you know like for for those sort of their careers honestly
1: yeah and you bring up a great point about you know monstrous is an eight volume you know fantasy epic right and here and despite the successes of that they have still decided to team up and create this kind of more more accessible right and it's just three books you don't have to sign up for like oh my gosh i have to read all these things as you know it's 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 a complete planned story which can be picked up without having to make a commitment
0: yeah it's like and and assuming everything goes goes right i look forward to just you know gushing about volume three um next year with you christine
1: yes looking forward to it oh yeah well that sounds great do you know, Jason, what you're
0: going to be talking about next time? Oh man, it's like I maybe I'll be talking about like the first cycle of Noctera, or maybe I'll be talking about like you know, like Kelly Thompson's run on Captain Marvel, and um, it's like it's like on um, like that I got from our Marvel Unlimited or Christine. Do you have any suggestions about what I should talk about next time?
1: <laughs> Star Trek.
0: There you go. Oh man, it's like we've we've already touched on. I mean, we need something like different to talk about for Star Trek, like for the future. But that's definitely like on on deck. At least once IDW rec- releases like their current um like Star Trek volumes in soft cover instead of hard cover. God damn it! So there you go. Because yeah. I I don't feel like paying twenty five bucks to learn about what you know, like the uh, crew of the Defiant is up is up to in this like current crossover and all. Well, as you know, with Star Trek, the well never runneth dry. Absolutely (laughs) not. Something to be talking about. Okay, we'll catch you next time on Comma Picks by the Glick. Later. Thanks, Christine.
1: Thank you for having me. All right.
0: Always a pleasure. Bye, everyone.